Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Ripple Podcast. My name is Chelsea Connors, mental health therapist turned coach, here to bridge the gap between mental wellness and personal growth. I hope you are having a great day, night, weekend, morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. Um, I wanted to talk about something that has been coming up a lot for me lately, and I thought it might be useful for you as well. It's certainly something that I talk about and work through with clients pretty regularly, and so let's talk about it. And the topic that I want to talk about connects to a lot of different things like possibility thinking, limited thinking, and a tendency that all of us have as human beings and how you can work through it. So the kind of pillar question that I want to pose for you as we have this conversation, <laughs> this one-sided conversation for now, uh, but I would love to hear from you after the episode. If you have thoughts or reflections, feel free to send me a note on Instagram or via email if you're on my email list. It's always nice to make this a two-sided conversation and hear what lands with you. So all that to say, don't ever hesitate to reach out. It's it's fun to hear um, what comes up for you all when I'm just like talking in to the ether. So <laughs> that is a little bit of a tangent and a side note. But the pillar question that we're going to be talking through today is, are you arguing, arguing for or against yourself? And let me explain a little bit more about what I mean by that. So as many of us know, or maybe you don't know this yet, and you're going to, it's going to be something that you start to notice. We have kind of this constant talk track going on in the back of our minds pretty much all day, every day that a lot of times impacts what we do, how we feel, what we believe over and over and over again. And sometimes we're aware of that talk track and what it's saying, other times we're not aware of, of it, um, but regardless, it is deeply impactful. And one of the things that can be really helpful in waking up to this talk track that we have going on is that we can start to make that actually a two-sided conversation where you get to decide and you get to intervene and explore how you can shift the dialogue there and how you can start to um, change some of the unconscious but likely extremely repetitive thoughts, beliefs, fears, so on and so forth that drive that talk track day in and day out. And because our nervous systems are really programmed to keep us safe and to do anything and everything that we can to help us feel better and feel safe, whether that is objectively helpful or not so much, this can be really challenging to pause in the moment and even recognize what's going on back there. But a lot of times the arguments that our talk track or our, um, internal systems are making are fear-based, right? And they are um, just about the immediate safety or comfortability or certainty that we are 
familiar with, that actually might not be what we want to choose anymore or what's most helpful for you in the long term. And so I ask you this question of, are you arguing for or against yourself? Because it's really common to have these arguments going on in your mind about why things won't work out, about why now's not the time, about why that thing that you see will never be available to you. And I see this happening everywhere all day. And I actually can remember um, when I very first started my business, like five-ish years ago now, one of the first things that I did was I hosted a um, like self-care type workshop at a local yoga studio. And the owner of the yoga studio, I really admired her for many, many reasons. And I was so inspired by the way that she of course, led the yoga studio, but also how she led her life and how she, um, like the mentality that she had and that she shared with the world. And it was so, yeah, inspiring and admirable to me. And at the time when I was starting my business, this whole thing that I do now on the reg seemed like a shot in the dark. It seemed like, I don't really know if I'm going to be successful at this. Um, I was still shifting a lot from having a therapist identity to leaning into coaching. And that was laughable to many people. They really didn't get it. Um, then you enter like the online business world and the fact that I was pretty young at the time. And it was just like a hodgepodge of like, I could just jump in this pile of fear and uncertainty and argue for all of the reasons that it would not be successful. I never anticipated that I would run a business. Um, I knew nothing about running a business. Um, I didn't have like a ton of financial support around me or anything like that. That was like, yeah, for sure, this is going to work. Um, but what I did have were a lot of examples that I started to pick up around me of possibility of people who inspired me, of examples of the type of life that I wanted to live, the type of person that I wanted to be. And I started to tune in and pay very, very close attention to all of those examples that I could pick up on. Because if I didn't, I knew that those arguments for why I would not be successful or I could not have the things that I wanted, they would guide the way and they would win right? They over time would become so loud or so present or so overbearing and overwhelming that the motivation to continue to keep going probably would wane, right? Or, um, and so I remember I left this one specific workshop and I was talking um, with my cousin actually about this person who I was really inspired by and I was thinking about this concept of looking for what is possible. And my cousin was like, yeah, Charles, that's all well and good. And it's great that you can do that. But for a lot of people, we look at others and we compare ourselves and we think about why we could never have or be what those people have or how they are. Um, 
And it actually, rather than being something that is motivating or inspiring or encouraging, it can be something that tears you down or that adds to like the pile of never going to be me conversation, right? And so I want you to pause for a minute here and just think about how often are you doing that in your life where you're looking around and you're comparing yourself to other things or other people or other circumstances and arguing for why that could never be you or why that might never happen to you or why you can never get where that person is or better or in your own way or whatever it might be. Again, a lot of times this is happening so subconsciously or so repetitively. And until you start to recognize the pattern and shift it, it can have like a chokehold on you and it can feel suffocating. So I want you to keep this question of, are you arguing for or against yourself top of mind? Another reason that that this happens and the tendency that I just described without using like the formal term or terminology for it is something called confirmation bias. So if you've worked with me or you've been around this space for, for quite some time, you, you likely have heard me talk about confirmation bias before. Um, it's nothing new. It's a, it's a pretty well-known um, human behavior, but I always like to describe it just in case you haven't heard of it before. And if you haven't, like, that's totally okay. It's something that I knew nothing about until I was in graduate school for clinical mental health counseling. And I remember when I learned about this being like, why is this not common knowledge? Why do I have to be getting a master's degree in mental health in order to learn about this? And I was really baffled because I felt like this, this like nugget of information was really helpful to just understand um, again, like some of the nuances that are going on internally that you might think a lot of per people might over-personalize and think, oh, there's something wrong with me or, oh, I just can't think that way. It's like, no, this is a natural tendency that our, our bodies and our brains have. It's a protective mechanism. And because our brains have something called neuroplasticity, meaning that we can change them over time with practice and with intention, you can shift these types of tendencies in terms of what you're priming your brain for. So what this phenomenon is, it's called confirmation bias, which essentially means is that your brain is always looking to confirm what you tell it or what you believe because it feels good to be right. It feels safer to and more comfortable when things are familiar right? We get like this rush of good feels when you're like, oh, yep, there it is again. Oh, yep. Um, here I am experiencing the same thing again, right? And when we're not mindful, this can also lean into a negativity bias, right? Where we're combining the confirmation of all of the negative things and we're finding ourselves stuck in a rut, stuck in a spiral. And it's not all that fun. It's not all that helpful. Um, another example of this in terms of confirmation bias um, is if you start to think about getting a, um, actually, I have a better example. If there is a commercial on the TV that really, really annoys you, and I have had this experience more and more lately where I'm like, 
why are we producing commercials that are really not great, really piss poor, like really just shitty content, even for the like 30 to 90 seconds that it's on the air. I'm like, ah, this is painful. Um, And then all of a sudden it's like, that one annoying commercial is everywhere. It's on every channel. It's on every commercial break. It just keeps showing up and it keeps annoying you and it keeps getting in the way and you keep thinking the same thoughts over and over and over again. And then you leave your house and all of a sudden you're seeing advertisements for that company on the billboards, in the uh, paper that you're reading. I don't know why I just use that example. I never read the paper, but whatever. Just like out in the world, all of a sudden you see this like annoying company everywhere and then you start to hear the jingle from the obnoxious commercial or you start to think about like the terrible slogan that they have that's just like so painfully cheesy it hurts right that is a a prime example of confirmation bias because your brain is now aware (laughs) of this thing that you've been exposed to and all of a sudden it seems like it's everywhere meanwhile the likelihood is that it's probably existed But your brain was just filtering that out because it wasn't a focal point. It wasn't something that was a priority. And we can't focus on everything all at the same time, thankfully. Um, And so our brain is really accustomed to filtering out things that that it designates as unimportant. So the way that this can work when it comes to arguing for yourself or arguing against yourself is if you are in the habit of constantly thinking really unhelpful thoughts or beliefs around yourself, your brain is still going to be looking for reasons to confirm that belief, right? So if I'm constantly telling myself, um, I'm never going to make new friends where we just moved, right? My brain's going to look for all of the reasons that that is true, right? Or if I'm constantly telling myself, I'm never going to be able to be a more confident person, My brain is going to look for all of the reasons that that can be true. However, if I do the opposite and start to think about, okay, I know I'd like to become a more confident person. Can I find some examples of where I see other people doing that or who have done that or who embody the type of confidence that I admire? Your brain will start looking for that as well. Right. And you're going to start finding evidence for all of the reasons that you can argue for your possibility for the things that you want rather than against them. But this is a conscious effort. Right. And this is why, um, though sometimes doing personal growth or mental well being or inner work type work can feel fluffy or ambiguous, there's actually like, we can take something like that and make it very, very tangible. And this is something actually that we work on in soft power, which is one of my brand new uh, coaching programs. If you haven't heard me talk about, which is all about developing the strength to live your life and lead your life, both with compassion and conviction in in your life and in your relationships, one of the key elements that we focus on is shifting from limited, unhelpful thinking to possibility thinking and starting to train your brain to strengthen that muscle, right? Because it really is like a muscle, like pretty much everything else in life. 
the more that we do it, the more second nature it will become. So if you're used to constantly shutting yourself down, telling yourself why you can't, 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 what would it look like to start looking for all of the reasons that you could, right? And this, this starts to build upon also like the value of tapping into more of a curious mindset and leaning into experimentation and the value of all of that and applying it to see what can be possible. And I say all of this while being like grounded in a sense of reality. I'm not saying that you have to start by um, doing things like saying affirmations in the mirror that feel so far away and so not true to you that like it doesn't do anything meaningful or significant, right? Like that's not what I'm talking about. We want to come back and think about, okay, what are some of the realistic shifts that you want to be moving towards that you could start priming your brain to be looking for evidence of? And doing that every day, you can do this through writing in a journaling practice. You can do this through talking to yourself in a mirror. It can be really helpful to use your voice and hear yourself saying it and look yourself in the eyeballs. That might be incredibly confronting, but in like the best, most powerful way, like you can't avoid it. You can't escape it. And that's on purpose. We like that. We we, we want to lean into that sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you're working for something that's going to benefit you in the longer term. Right. So what could this look like for you? And what are some of the arguments that you want to be leaning into for your expansion, for your possibility, for your well-being, for um, like the, the bigger, like next version of yourself or element of your life that this is like popping up for you, right? So maybe it is around your career of like, well, your tendency is to say, I could never apply for that job or that promotion because A, B, and C, right? And so every day when you're at work, your brain's like, oh, yep, there it is again. I didn't do that right. So I could never do that, so on and so forth. How can you shift that into arguing for yourself, arguing for what's possible, and then help yourself get curious in exploring and identify, okay, what do I need in order to make that more possible for myself? So if there is some gaps there, that's okay. That's where we get to lean into possibility, curiosity, exploration, experimentation. That might mean, oh, I actually have a knowledge gap here that's getting in the way of um, me being able to apply for this job or get the promotion. So how can I fill that knowledge gap, right? So can you see how when you shift into possibility thinking and we identify gaps, the gaps are not the problem. The gaps are actually the more helpful solution. But when you're constantly just berating yourself, you're not actually asking yourself helpful questions that are gonna get you more answers. You're just keeping yourself stuck in the same spiral over and over and over and over and over again. And that is exhausting. So play with this a little bit. What does it look like in your life to be shifting what you are looking to confirm, what you are looking to believe, where you are looking for examples of what's possible rather than comparing yourself to what you quote unquote can't or what your brain is telling you you will never have or be, right? Like these are the red flag, red alert type thoughts and beliefs that we really want to wake up to because they are so significant in what you choose to do next, right? So again, thoughts, feelings, actions, and behaviors 
so interconnected, it is wild. So thinking about how can we intervene here and how can we shift the dialogue in a really intentional way and make things that feel, um, sometimes I think there's like an oversimplification of just like, well, just change the way you're thinking about it or just change your mindset. And I get that it's not that easy. It it absolutely takes practice and time and attention. So that's why I always like to offer these like tangible ways that you can start implementing it, like journaling, talking to yourself. You could record yourself talking about um, some of the beliefs that you're looking to confirm or what you want to be looking for evidence of or what you're arguing for, for yourself in a more helpful way, Right. I had another experience around this that I'll just share a little bit of a personal story because I obviously am like immersed and enmeshed in this work. And still, I still have all of these experiences. I'm still human, right? So um, for those of you who may not know, I am currently in my third trimester of my first pregnancy. And I'm really grateful that um, we just moved and my parents were able to come down and help us move. And it was very, very helpful. Um, and my mom and I had the opportunity to have many conversations throughout the week, just here and there casually. And I was sharing with her some of the mm, fears that I have about this like next stage that feels incredibly uncertain, whether it's about labor and birth, whether it's about how I'm going to feel after we have our baby. Um, just so many unknowns that are around the corner right now, which is a normal, natural part of life. Um, and I was spewing out to her some examples that I've been seeing about things that I did not want or fears that I had of how I might feel or what how I might be impacted. And she looked at me and she said, I'm surprised you're thinking this way. And that was all she said. That was all she really had to say in that moment. And I took a step back or even like the days after and I reflected and I was like, I'm surprised I'm thinking this way. Why am I thinking this way? And I kind of accredit it to being so full and being so quote unquote busy lately. We've had a lot going on and I haven't consciously been taking the time or the effort to think about what are the possibilities that I want to be leaning into, that I want to be looking for, that I want to be um, supporting myself in like grounding into, all while knowing I have absolutely zero control of what actually will happen or how I will actually feel. Um, but I still think it's worth the effort to get myself in a headspace that feels really good and really strong for me right now so that I can be arguing and setting myself up to um, find evidence for and confirm how I want to navigate this tra transition rather than how I am scared of feeling during this transition or of this transition going, right? So I hope that this episode helps you see all of the ways, both big and small, that shifting from unhelpful, more limiting thinking to possibility and um, arguing for what you want for yourself and your life in any capacity can truly be transformative and that there are actual tangible ways to train your brain to do this and to think differently. 
Let me know how this lands with you. A couple of thoughts and offerings for you if this one resonated. First of all, if you are interested, like I mentioned, this is something that we cover very much in depth in Soft Power, which is one of my coaching programs. If you are interested in that, I will drop the link below um, and you can add your name to the waitlist. So you'll be the first to get information when I'm opening up the doors again. The second of which is I am dabbling with some ideas around some shorter term private coaching options that may become available. So if you're interested in private coaching, that will get you um, out of a rut that you might be in and really start initiating more of the movement and momentum that you're wanting to have in your life. I will also drop the link for the private, private coaching application below. I'm still dabbling around exactly what that will look like, but it will look different than what I've offered before. And thirdly, if you just want to stay in touch and you want to stay in the know about things that are happening, um, I have a couple of projects that are happening behind the scenes right now that I'm going to be sharing in the upcoming weeks. You can always sign up for my Wake Up Wednesday newsletter where I share tips and um, insights and kind of ruffle your feathers. And really, my goal is to like wake you the fuck up to your life every Wednesday. So a couple of different ways to stay in touch. I will link them all below. I hope that this episode was helpful. As I mentioned at the beginning, if anything stood out to you or anything really resonated, feel free to send me a note on Instagram or send me an email. I always love hearing what comes up for you and to the small steps that have a big ripple. Until next time, this is Chelsea Connors and I'll see you then.